Uh, thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Federalist Files. Um, it's been about two years at this point. I felt the need to come on for a transmission. I don't really know why. Maybe I need an outlet. Um, I've been doing pretty well. I've had emails from people. I've had a couple comments that I'll still get notifications about on Rumble. Um, yeah, I left in 2021, September 2021, just when Rumble was starting to take off, it seems, as well. And now it's really taking off. I see that people like Crowder are live on there. Bongino's live. A lot of people have been demonetized. Um, I hate to say... Like, I've been vindicated in a way, because I was kind of calling all this was going to happen. Including the Trump indictments, uh, them arresting Donald Trump and using the police state, the justice system against him. I mean, these are all things that I was saying two years ago. It's weird, it's kind of, it's, it's almost like when I hear Alex Jones say things, and they turn out to be true. I just learned to now, at this point, just trust Alex Jones, which, by the way, there's another... Uh, statement from Alex Jones. Alex Jones is claiming that he there's going to be another shutdown in October. He's talked to a couple of TSA agents, and they're getting word that people are going to have to start wearing masks again. They're going to enact the mask mandate uh, in airports in the middle of October, apparently. So, But I don't know why I felt the need to come on here and rant a little bit. I don't really have a just due to what my current work situation is, how many extra hours I'm putting into studying for, for certifications. I don't really have the time to make these these videos with the clips like I used to. I don't know if maybe I'm just trying to figure out if I should come on here and just literally rant into the camera. As you can see, the pixelation quality isn't as good as it was before because I can't even find my camera. I could find the mic, the old mic that I had, but I couldn't find the camera. I don't know where the hell it went. Um, but I guess I'll start, start talking about this. I watched the debates last night. I really haven't been as into politics as I was when I was running the podcast about two years ago. September 2021, I left. Now I'm back. I find myself here two years later almost. Um, and I'll get to all of that at the very end. Just tell you where I personally am, personally am at. But I, I feel like it's not necessary to go through it right now. People probably came to hear, if you're listening, you came to hear, man, this guy's been off. It's like he fell off the face of the earth for two years, and I was coming back to make some some comments. And this has nothing to do with monetization, because you know I wasn't making any money anyway on this podcast. I had, you know, I had about three thousand subscribers. I had maybe a hundred to two hundred listeners every single podcast, which isn't terrible because it was grassroots, and I've been running it for about a year at that point with zero. Um, I think I was able to run like a twenty dollars worth of advertisements because that was throttled as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I came back on here because I felt the need. I felt compelled, maybe for my own, for myself, to have some sort of a forum or somewhere to vent. I don't really necessarily know if I want to vent about it because I talk to people in my normal life about this kind of stuff all the time still, even though I haven't really been paying uh, as close attention to what's currently been transpiring. Um, so and we got the debates last night. I haven't really been... As involved, as I said before, paying attention, I would say from just looking at it first glance, trying to be completely unbiased, I would say Trump's still number one. I'd say number two is going to be fought between DeSantis and Vivek. 
uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, Ramaswamy, I believe it is. Vivek Ramaswamy. I've seen a little a post here and there about him. I haven't really been listening. I kind of turned Fox News off once they got rid of Tucker Carlson. I wasn't really watching much of it. Once I got rid of Tucker, though, I just I, I thought at that point they were starting to shift, move to the left. They were trying to separate themselves and repudiate Donald Trump, I think. Uh, they, they think that they can... It, it's amazing in the middle of this inflation and the way things are going in terms of spending going to other countries because we're just a trading post at this point the united states we're just everybody else's piggy bank uh in the middle of all of this they decide to repudiate trump and try to move away from him and it's it's hilarious because once the guy won the presidency they realized that they had to deal with him so in the future if that ends up happening again if he ends up winning the presidency they're gonna have to pretty much eat their own shit and uh kiss his ass again kiss the ring which it, I'm definitely going to cuss a lot more on this. I don't really necessarily care about being professional anymore at this point. I was trying to somewhat monetize in the very beginning because I thought if I could do this for a living, it would be the greatest thing ever. I still feel that way. I wish I could. I wish I was that good. Uh, but, yeah. So, as I said before, Vivek I thought was very impressive. His answers were impressive. DeSantis, his, he was kind of lackluster, he was average, wasn't anything special, he was kind of weird with his cadence, he didn't know how to handle the cadence when he was up there speaking, and I think that his record speaks for itself, so a lot of people will still hold out hope for DeSantis for that reason, and I mean, I agree, he was a good guy. he's a good governor, I would say, uh, I don't know if this is his run right now, I don't know if he's going to be a V, if he's running at this point, hoping that he's going to get a VP slot, Vivek, I can see him take, getting a VP slot from Trump because he's the only one that... But between him and DeSantis were the only ones that were actually defending Trump. But there was that question at one point, if you're familiar, hope, hopefully my listeners watched because uh, I have no clips. But this is just for me me watching the coverage um, and watching the full debate myself. If you notice the question where we asked... It was asked of the speakers. I think it was eight eight different candidates up there. It was asked, are you still going to support Donald Trump in the case of him being nominated as the Republican um, candidate and the general? And with his conviction, being convicted as well. I'm sorry. So if he's convicted, will you still uh, support him if he gets the nomination for the Republican Party? Instantly, you see Vivek's hand shoot up, and and Vivek in this during this entire thing, pretty much, in my opinion, I think I would I would probably say Republican voters, seventy five of them actually being conservative, the other twenty five percent of them probably being the country club voters, the country club Republicans or the ones that listen to their wives. Um, by by the way, I've become way more right wing, way more traditionalist as time's gone on, so. You're going to hear some, what people would call maybe sexist comments or something like that. Uh, maybe the liberals would call it that. But yeah, guys that listen to their wives, essentially, rather than make up the decisions for the family and lead their wives, those guys are going to be the 25% country club Republicans that probably don't like Trump and say things like, I just don't like the way that he says things. I don't like his delivery as a man. Just so you know, that opinion is not a man's opinion. That's an opinion of a woman. That's a emotional opinion. A man's opinion would be a factual one. Well, he's a straight shooter. That's it. So if you have a problem with being a straight shooter as a man, you're probably getting that opinion from a woman. It's not a manly, it's not a masculine opinion to have at all. 
which, you know, I hate to see these political commentators, a lot of them being women, a lot of them like, um, what's her name, Liz Wheeler, uh, Ali Beth Stuckey, um, having opinions of men and masculinity, it's hilarious to hear them talk about masculinity. It's your women that are on political podcasts and you think that you know what masculinity is. Like you think, oh, you married some guy. And it's funny too, because a lot of the time when you look at their husbands, which is the case, I can't remember which one of them. I looked at one of their husbands and it's like a guy that you know you would just clock, like you would just pound this dude's face in. Like you would just elbow him straight to, straight to, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it, straight to oblivion, you know? It's, a, it's like one of those kind of guys and you're like, yeah, okay, thanks for the opinions about masculinity, but like, thanks, bud. <laughs> I don't give a sh I don't give a shit what you have to say about masculinity. Thanks, Ali Beth Stuckey. Uh, where was I going with this? <sighs> I'm trying to figure out where it was. So I did write a couple notes. I used to I used to have like a full Microsoft document with all the different clips, just a little behind the scenes. So yeah, I think that there's a couple things that were said. Um, DeSantis didn't look, he looked a little weird when they asked him that question about supporting Trump. I think that DeSantis, I actually don't think it's that DeSantis is indecisive. I think with him, he likes to explain his answers because he's already ready from his experience with the media. They ask him yes or no questions. And this is literally from his experience. They ask him yes or no questions. They expect a yes or no answer. He does. He never, ever gives them that. It's perfect because it's a setup. The yes or no question most of the time is a, is a setup, especially from its, when it's from the mainstream media class. So he's always willing to, if, if you notice, a lot of the time when they ask these questions, he's talking as they're asking the question because he's already trying to answer it. He's not even putting his hand up, yay or nay, because he just wants to explain his answer because he knows that the yes or no question usually is a gotcha question from the mainstream media. In this case, I mean, it kind of was as well. I think that um, Fox News is going very left wing. If you noticed, they ask questions about climate change, which, by the way, is a hoax. Vivek is correct. He was... He had the correct opinion on that. The president, even if climate change wasn't a hoax, the president is not going to stop. The president of the United States is not going to have an effect on um, emissions. And there's also a lot of different studies out there as well. I've talked to some people about this that are pretty well read on this stuff. I mean, I'm just like a knuckle dragger when it comes to carbon because I'm not like some scientist. But carbon itself actually isn't bad for the environment. This idea that, that carbon is a net negative for society, for us, is just not true because there's a lot of things that live off of carbon or carbon dioxide. It's not, we live off oxygen, then there's plants that live off carbon dioxide. Carbon going into the soil from the rain is good for the soil. It is a regenerative process. The way that earth, Earth's core, Earth's mantle pumps out more oil, um, it's the full circle of life. Water goes up into the clouds, comes down into the plants, picking up all of the carbon that's in the air and recycling it back into the plants so they can grow. That's the most simplistic way that I can explain it. So yeah, he's right. Climate change is a hoax. I think that these mainstream Republicans and these swamp rats and these establishment types, they feel the need to concede points just because the mainstream media has pounded it into everyone's heads that maybe they even believe it. I actually don't think that they believe it. To be honest with you, I don't even think the Democrats believe it. I think that the Democrats are just having the media push a narrative and they're just going with it. 
because they can claim it's going to be the end of the world and that's why you need power that's why you need to give us your freedom and that's why you need to give us more power so we can fix the problem meanwhile the united states is made up of 340 million people and we have 8 billion people in the entire world so we are a percentage we aren't even 10 percent of the population of the world um and we're going to make it as if we're going to fix carbon emissions. And and that is if carbon is a net negative on society, which I don't I don't believe it is. I think to be worried about more than anything would actually be plastic. Um, more than much more. I would actually say, yeah, plastic is something we should worry about just because it's like fucking gross. Honestly, like you see it, you're just like, this is nasty. You ever drink out of a, a plastic bottle that's been sitting in the heat? It's got all these weird like microplastic particles floating around in the water. So when you taste it, it tastes weird. I prefer drinking out of glass bottles for this reason, because it's a neutral taste. Glass also can deteriorate back into the earth. It's more biodegradable um, than plastic is. To recycle plastic, it actually costs more to recycle plastic than to create new plastic. And that's the reason why we don't really recycle plastic. I'm pretty sure plastic just gets sent to like a third world country and then it ends up in the water streams eventually. Like that's just how plastic works currently under, under the current system. Uh, yeah, but it it is a hoax. He's the only one that was able to that claimed it and stood by it and said it's a power grab. Um, and he's right. And the president, honestly, even if it wasn't, even if it was true, the president has legitimately like zero power in changing anything regarding it. And he said that it will become the climate change deaths that we have are from are from climate change policy from the United States government depriving people of heat, depriving people of AC, not doing controlled burns. Um, that's where we're seeing these mass fires, for example, like Hawaii. There's some sort of mismanagement going on, and it's due to government policy. And he, he pointed, Vivek multiple times pointed at this bureaucratic uh, administration I can't remember the exact word that he used. I think he said tyrannical administrative policies. Uh, federal administrative policies, which is correct. What's happening right now is there's a stranglehold on the economy. I mean, this is this has been explained a million times by Trump. There's a stranglehold on the economy, and it's due to the federal government. And it's pretty simple. Printed tons of money during COVID, which was under Trump's watch, as well as Joe Biden's watch. Printed tons of money, uh, raised interest rates through the Fed, which is pretty much the federal government. Everyone makes it like they're the Federal Reserve is independent of the federal government, and it's just not true. <laughs> Everyone knows the federal government. It's it's a, a boom and bust cycle. The federal government will have them lower interest rates, increase insane amounts of spending, and enrich people that are federal government officials, family members, and friends will enrich them through government contracts and government spending, and then they will restrict to make up for the inflation. They will increase the interest rates through the federal reserve to soak up the inflation so every single time they decide to print more money it devalue not only does it devalue your dollar which is a tax then they increase the interest rate which means now when you go to buy a house you're paying let's say another two hundred thousand dollars over a 30-year period for this house and that's how they're making the money back on you. They make the money off of you. When they print money, it is coming straight directly from the middle class worker. I mean, yeah, it does come from rich as well, but there's no impact to them. When they're when they're worth millions and millions of dollars, an, an extra million over a 30-year period of time to them is like meaningless. They don't really care. It takes money to make money, you know, the old classic saying. So yeah, I saw some Governor Christie stuff. 
Um, very scripted. The chat GBT comment to Vivek, to me, is very scripted. I think Vivek even said it was scripted. He was correct. It's totally scripted. Everybody seems to forget the... I, I live in Jersey, so I know the Chris Christie situation. As you all know, I've said this a million times. If you're, huh, if you're a regular listener. Uh, I said this about Chris Christie. He is... He had the Bridgegate scandal, where there were people... I think something happened. It was a political. It was a total political hit job. There was something political that Chris Christie was upset about. So what he did was he purposely created traffic in a town, a small town, on a bridge. Um, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how if he did it through state police means, but he created a, essentially a fake scene and uh, created really bad traffic. I think it was on a voting day as well when he did this, and somebody died because there was an ambulance that was trying to get through and couldn't get through, and it was somebody that had, like, a heart attack or something, and they just ended up dying. So that's on him. I remember his two counselors, two cabinet members, took the fall for him, and I think both did, like, a year or two in the pen for it. But, yeah, that's that's the kind of guy we're talking about. This, is like, never gets brought up, too, which is kind of weird. I feel like it should get brought up in debates. But it seems like he's, on, he's just a mouthpiece for MSNBCs and mouthpiece for CNN. And honestly, at this point, I think Fox News is a little left-wing. It's, it seems to be moving that way. The fact that they talked about abortion, the fact that they talked about President Trump and the way that they did with the pardoning and stuff. And I think even Ron DeSantis said at one point, he's like, are these, are these the issues we're going to talk about? Like, some of these things, it's like CNN, the left-wing, the Democrats, like they, they must fucking love this, man, that we're going after each other about Trump shit. And we're f- the infighting, and, and I mean, we're already going to get these questions on CNN. We're going to get these questions on MSNBC. It's pretty much the point that he was making, and it, and it was a it's it's a very valid point, but it is important too at the same time because then you get these people, you get these Nikki Haley's, you get these uh, you get these Asa Hutchinsons. I don't remember the other dude with the that kind of looked like Martin Scorsese. I can't remember him. He looks like a young, weird, like athletic version of Martin Scorsese. Um. Who's the other one? Christie. Oh, Mike Pence. Fucking Mike. Mike Pence should just fucking retire. He's like the old man uh, at the game. You know? He's like that. He's like that. Re- he's like the fucking in the NBA when the dude turns like 38 and his legs are just shot. And he's out there trying to like make a move and he's trying to bring the team together. He's like that fucking guy. He's just, he's a shit show. He should just retire at this point. Like, nobody really needs him around. Yeah, it's cool, dude. You're religious as fuck. I get it. You're you're Protestant. Which, by the way, Protestants Protestants nowadays are kind of pussies. Like, around here, I just see Protestant... Uh, I see the, like, weird acceptance of the, of the trannies and the gays and the faggots and stuff and all that weird stuff going on. Like, I see all of that whenever I drive by, like, a Protestant church. I see the we accept you with the gay pride flag out there. It's very odd. But that's what's currently, that's what's currently going on the Protestant churches, and that's, I believe, where Mike Pence is from, but yeah, he needs to, he needs to just, like, pack it in, keeps bringing up how, they keep bringing, oh, that's, that's the thing, that's the thing that, um, Ron DeSantis was pissed about, they kept talking about January 6th over and over again, and DeSantis was like, essentially, when 2024, the election comes up, and we have these debates on these left-wing outlets, the only thing they're going to talk about is this, this exact thing is all that they're going to give a fuck about, nobody will care, they're going to keep asking January 6th, January 6th, because they don't have anything, and, and this is an important point, and I used to make this years ago, the Democrats have nothing to run on, <laughs> they don't have, they don't have a good record, um, the policies generally suck, 
they're satanic. I mean, they're fucking creepy, weird pedophiles. Yeah, sure, there's probably a couple of them in the Republican Party as well. Um, but in general, it's like the Democrats, all their policies are pretty much like anti-family, like anti-fucking any, anti-freedom, um, anti-money in your pocket, high prices on everything, taxing you, sending the money to you to Ukraine, quote-unquote Ukraine. Um and just giving government contracts to family members, just like Joe Biden did with his brother during the Iraq war. So that's what's been going on this like whole time. Uh, war truly is, war truly is like a, a business that makes government officials money on insider government contracts. And that was the other point that was made if, if the ask about giving money to Ukraine. And this is something that once again, Vivek, and Ron DeSantis were both right on the issue. I mean, they were they were right by my means. But they made the point that why are we sending money to them? And Nikki Haley at one point said it's three and a half of our budget, our defense budget, three and a half percent. I actually don't know if that's correct. I think that's wrong. I believe we've sent like $150 billion to them. I could be wrong about that. I think regardless, it doesn't even matter because the money that we're sending is just it's being embezzled or laundered. It's not, it's not actually being put to use anyway, so it's it's all meaningless. Like, when people in the United States, and this is, cra- this is crazy too, so I could tell you a little bit about my background now. I was, I was a little worried as time went on um, telling people about my background because I was worried about getting a job. Now I have a job. I secured a job. I used to work security in a hospital. I have some friends. Some of them listen to the podcast or listened. Um... You know, I talked to these guys recently, like very recently, a week ago. We have a little group chat set up. Going to go get some beers with the guys one day in September, hopefully. And they all say the same thing. None of these guys are political. Literally none of them. I'm just like, hey, man, what's going on? How are you holding up? How's everything going with the family? I get the same answer from everybody. Everyone's, it, they, legit, people are legitimately, and it could be because I live in New Jersey. It could be because the tax rates are high. It could be. I'm sure there's some, something to do with that as well. But people are legitimately hurting like, people are like, the answer from everyone's pretty much the same. Yeah, I'm doing well, you know, things things are tight. You know, money, things are expensive as hell. I don't have the money to go do, like, this or that, like I used to. Um, and these people aren't people that have been, like, growing their families. I mean, it's, it's the same family dynamic as before. They were doing the same thing as before. It's just now everything's much more expensive. Uh, and even if you're getting raises, it's not staying up with the rate of inflation. I know that much. Myself, I mean, I got a, I got a new job. I mean, I could talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. I don't want to get into it. But yeah, everything's super expensive right now. The inflation's crazy. And they keep calling it Bidenomics. I'm not a big fan of the saying. I think it's stupid. What Biden is going to do when he goes to run, if he's still around, which I don't know. They, there's <laughs> the case file on Biden and his family with the SARS reports, the suspicious activity reports, which is hilarious because my father pointed this out to me like months ago. He worked in finance a little bit. Uh, he worked in like banking. These suspicious activity reports. There's like 170 of them of the entire Biden family. The government's just not looking into Joe Biden or his family at all. Like nobody gives a shit. No one fucking cares. I think that maybe some of this stuff might come to fruition. Maybe Dan Bongino has better notes on that because I know he's always kind of following the money. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if Joe Biden's even going to be running. But let's say he is. For sake of argument, 
him or Kamala, let's say, runs in these debates, they're going to talk about how many jobs they added to the economy, just like Obama did. But little do they know when if you actually calculate like the inflation and how many how many jobs are actually added, it's not going to be quality jobs. It's not going to be money that matters. People could have got like a 10% increase, but hey, guess what? The inflation is fucking 20%. So who gives a fuck about 10%? That means you lost 10%. In reality, that's the case. But they're going to use statistics to make it sound good. They're going to have focus groups, tell them what to say. I think a lot of these candidates that went up there last night, same thing. There's focus groups telling them what to say. They have a scripted, long-winded opening and closing statement, just like Vivek said. Vivek called it out first. He said, you know, thanks for the opening statements. Are we done? Can we actually have, like, a real conversation? And, I mean, he was right. He, he torched those guys last night. Um, like I said, DeSantis looks, you know, whatever. He has a great record actually doing the job. And I think that also this 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 attack, and it's hilarious when it comes from the Republicans. The Republicans are such clowns. When I hear this attack from uh, Chris Christie when he said to Vivek, he, he told him, he said, oh, you have no government experience. He did that whole thing, and Mike Pence did the same thing. Oh, you're young. You don't have government experience. It's like, yeah, yeah, because you guys have been doing a great fucking job <laughs> since you guys got in. Like, you guys have been doing fantastic. Like, oh, yeah, I love a machine politician. Come back. Like, fuck me harder, dude. You guys have been fucking us for the last so many years. You've been f The right wing has been moving further and further to the left as time has gone on, and we've just kind of conceded at this point. Like, like the Republican Party is now, like, the moderate party. You know, and the left wing is like crazy psycho leftists that like want to want to fuck with your kids and shit. Um, and they don't care about like who goes in the bath. They don't know which bathroom to choose. Like those, these are the people like these are the people that are beating you, bro. And you're talking to us about how great of a job you're doing. And I think Vivek made a very, very good statement. And what he says, this is what my point is. This is what I why I like him as a candidate. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, the guy ran some successful businesses. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so to Trump, so they have that in common. What I like is the statement where he makes, he makes the statement like we are in a dark time, like we are not in a good time. We need, we need a revolution, which he's correct. Like these guys are up there, they are talking about defending the Constitution. Like at this point, the Constitution is fucking wrecked, dude. It's about to be thrown, it's about to be thrown into the incinerator at this point. It's ripped up. It's ragged. And they're about to throw it into the incinerator. We don't need someone to, like, protect the Constitution. We need someone to revitalize the Constitution. We need somebody to reinstate the Constitution at this point. Nobody takes it seriously, as it should be. Um, people should be taking it very, very seriously, but nobody does. Uh, they stomp on it. They laugh at you. They think your First Amendment right is a joke. They're locking up. As we speak, I actually just got the notification. I got the Trump fucking... Uh, which is hilarious. By the way, the mugshot, the Trump mugshot is epic. I'm going to throw it on the thumbnail of this video. I don't even have an introduction. I don't have an ending. I don't care. I'm just going to throw it on the thumbnail. I'm going to fucking upload this shit to Rumble. I'll throw it on the, um, I'll throw it on the audio file for people to listen. But the fact that Trump just like can't openly speak out, they arrest him. They arrest 18 people that are working for him, take mugshots, and they think this is a win. I don't know, like the Republicans in the government at this point should tell them that until they stop doing what they're doing, they're going to, they're not going to pass any legislation. I don't give a fuck. I don't even, it doesn't even matter if it's for the people, all this bull. If you, if a guy that used to be president, citizen of the country, 
was president, wasn't a machine politician. Like, you need to understand all of these things. Wasn't a machine politician, went after the swamp, called the news fake. This fucking guy, right? This is the guy, after we've existed for 250 years as a nation, you arrest your political opponent. At this point, I hate this whole, like, banana republic thing. We are doing third world country shit in the United States. We are locking up not only the political uh, enemy of the ruling party, but also everybody that fucking worked for him. We're also locking them up too. It's, it's, it's just, they're trying to teach a lesson and what they're going to, they're going to frame this, this, the framing on this is going to be, Oh wow. If Trump gets out, Trump gets voted for Republicans. They're so fucking terrible. Look, they're voting for a criminal. It's all about getting a conviction and getting like an actual criminal, um, criminal case out of this and being like oh trump is a criminal trump is a felon they're willing to elect a felon they're such terrible people the republicans and i think that's kind of what these republicans moderates like the nikki haley's which some people are saying that nikki haley the coverage of nikki haley's great oh she was so great i'll get to that later um these republicans like nikki haley and the chris christie's asa hutchinson's these like country club shitty republicans they're not going to defend Trump because they're afraid of that. They're afraid of the Democrats and the liberals pointing at them and saying, you suck, you're a terrible person, you're voting for a convicted felon, all this horseshit. Here's the thing. No matter what, they're going to call you a terrible person. It doesn't even matter at this point. And this is what they don't understand. They don't understand the battlefield tactics, and it's amazing to watch them over the years. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking 29 years old, Okay. These guys are, like, in their 50s, 60s. They don't understand it. They've been in fucking Washington this whole time. They're so worried about what the Democrats are going to say about them. And, and some of them have nothing to lose. Mike Pence has nothing to lose. Nikki Haley has nothing to lose. Like, the only thing they have to lose, um, same thing, Chris Christie. They've already done their government shit. They don't have to worry about a re-election. They're worried about getting elected. They think that if they run moderate, they're going to somehow beat Trump. They're somehow going to beat DeSantis. They're going to beat Vivek. They're not going to beat any of them. They're going to all fucking lose. First off, Nikki Haley's a woman. She shouldn't be running. Sorry. Sorry, folks. I don't believe in a woman president. I just don't. I don't believe, to be honest with you, I don't really believe women should be even be in government, especially not on a federal level. And that's just me. That's just me being right-wing and traditional. It's just the case. I just don't believe in it. Um, I don't see them as a good leader. I don't see them as somebody that the troops would rally behind. I don't see them as somebody that, that would be respected by these other countries internationally, some of these harder countries like Russia, China, um, Middle Eastern countries, I think that they would laugh them out of the fucking room. And I think that's what goes on in Europe. I think that's what goes on with Angela Merkel. I think people kind of just laugh at them and don't really take them seriously. Um, the lady from New Zealand, I remember, and the lady from Australia, I think they both had prime ministers. They're both women. I mean, Justin Trudeau is pretty much a woman, so him as well. He just gets fucking laughed out of a room. So yeah, I don't even think she should be running for president. I don't even think she should be in the government uh, to begin with. I mean, governor, if you want her as governor, fucking go ahead, I guess. I don't know. Um, that's just me personally. That's my personal opinion about it. I, Unfortunately, I mean, if you got a Republican woman, if, if you had her versus Joe Biden, I'm going to have to fucking vote for her. But I'm, I'd much rather have any other candidate, which it won't happen anyway. She's not going to get voted in. I think her big thing is, if you noticed, uh, people are praising her big time. And I guess I'll get to it now. People were praising her big time, but she was using some of the antics, some of the Hillary Clinton antics. At one point, she said something like, if you want something said, say it, tell a man. If you want something done, tell a woman. And this is something that she kept doing this like whole woman thing. She's trying to play the woman gig. And it just doesn't work. 
especially with Republican men, because a lot of the party, I'm not going to say all of it, but a good percentage of the party is pretty, like, right-wing traditional. So when you hear, like, women spout out off about how they do things, and it's like, okay, did you build the fucking roads? Who got you guys to vote? Do you guys fight the fucking wars? Have you guys been president before? Like, all leadership roles, like, talking about people that do things. Are you a plumber? Are you an electrician? Are, are women, like, doing those fucking jobs en masse? Are they a majority of the employment? You guys delivering packages over there at UPS? You guys doing fucking, you know, FedEx? You guys FedEx drivers? Are you guys doing the hard physical labor? What are you talking about? If you want something done, talk to a woman. Like, what are you physically doing? You guys building roads? Like, no, you're not doing any of that. It's just some stupid shit that you say for the moms at home, the suburban moms that are going to fucking, that think you're a good candidate, and the simpy husbands that are going to decide, oh, yeah, I'll listen to my wife. Why not? I'll vote for Nikki Haley. Oh, she's Indian. Like, it, it, it's this weird intersectionality, too, that I hate. I mean, I'll talk, to, I'll talk to family members, and they'll be like, I really like Tim Scott. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because he's black. And I'm like, oh, because he's a black Republican, because you're so afraid of the left calling you racist for the millionth fucking time. People are just so afraid. They're like, it's sad because the politically correct world is actually taking over people, like, even in private. They're worried about people, what people think of them when they have a conversation with someone that they trust. They're still worried. They're still like, why? He's got to be black because then we can prove that we're not racist. And, like, they don't have the analytical analytical sense to realize that it does not matter if you vote for a black guy or not, or Republican is black guy, they will just call you racist anyway. It doesn't matter. They think you're racist. They think you're terrible. And in reality, like, the Democrats, the media, they don't actually think you're racist or terrible. It's just a game they play. They're calling you racist and terrible purposely because they know it will discount you and their moronic followers and voters will agree with them that you're racist and terrible, even if you are not. So they'll just listen to the message. I mean, this is the same thing as COVID. You thought that, you know, some people, I know people that weren't allowed to go to their family's house anymore until they got a shot. You know, people that moved out, you know, their parents tell them, hey, uh, listen, you can't come back to the house. You can't come by for Christmas dinner. You can't do this. You can't do that until you get a shot. You know, people were willing to throw their own families away. Do you think that they're going to fucking care about whether or not you voted for a black person? For president, and I, I like Tim Scott as a can. I like I like his opinions. I think he's a smart dude. I think he'd be decent. I don't think he has that oomph factor that you would look for. Um, doesn't have that like type A personality really, but he's decent. You know, I'm not hating on him. Um, but yeah, Nikki Haley does that. She also, if you notice, with the abortion question, everyone's praising the way she she answered the abortion question at the very end. And this is how you know she's she's dishonest, right? She's just going through the talking points. At the very end of her answer, if you notice, she says something about and and let's get rid of let's get rid of convicting mothers or yeah, and convicting mothers of felonies of murder if they decide to get an abortion. Which by the way, that's not a policy anywhere. You can't find it. She's full of shit. She's just saying that because she's being told to say that by her handlers. So it's kind of like a weird tactic to sound like you're in the middle and appeal to left-wing voters because that's a tactic that the left-wing uses all the time and they're always claiming that that's a real thing and there's a bunch of laws in the books about it federally that um, women will be murderers if they decide to, like, kill their kid, you know, uh, which that isn't the case. Usually a lot of this legislation, I've not actually seen legislation that punishes the mother. All the legislation I've ever seen 
is punishing the doctor because the doctor should know better. But no one really wanted to answer that one honestly. She was kind of like, hey, we need to find a middle ground, which, I mean, it's not a terrible answer because I feel like it's super. It's a super polarizing issue. You all know my opinion on that. I'm super pro-life at conception. Uh, I don't believe in in vitro because of that as well. I think that... Um, I think that human life is sacred and the government should be protecting it, which they don't do. So, innocent human life as well. I mean, let me just say that. Because I, <laughs> fucking, the left-wingers are like, oh, but you believe in the death penalty, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, the death penalty, I believe in much more if the government wasn't the one administering it. I mean, I still believe in it. You know, but I'm kind of like, uh, I hate the government administering it, to be honest. I just hate that idea, because they're fucking, they fuck everything up so terribly. Um, let me see here. Bridgegate. Trump convicted. Oh, yeah, just a Hunter Biden laptop. So there's a lot of things that have happened. Um, Christie, no government. Wow, I actually went through everything, and I didn't even, like, read this. So I guess there, there was a lot of things that we missed. Well, that I missed with you folks. Over the two-year period that I was off, um, some Hunter Biden stuff, laptop, I saw. I saw the videos, I saw the pictures, fucking gross, disgusting, he's a degenerate criminal, no shit. He's selling his, his art so that he can, um, pretty much the pay-to-play game, he's selling his art, people are paying for the art, and then they're getting government positions, or uh, they're getting some sort of insider info, who knows. Um, this big thing to worry about is, in my opinion, I may actually uh, sell all the stock I have, I may also sell all my retirement funds, I mean, yeah, they're pretty liquid, they're in the stock market, some are in the S&P 500 weighted index, some are in other things, but usually it's, it's pretty stuff like, you know, Bank of America, you know, like consistent stocks to pay a decent dividend, uh, I may sell these, I'm not really sure, I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen, if we're going to go for another COVID thing, because I think what's what the Democrats want to do, their tactic, is to push COVID again so they can do the mail-in ballots, so they can cheat just like they did last time because everybody fucking knows they cheated. They know they cheated. <laughs> and they're they're going to come out and say it, but it's pretty obvious they cheated. These people that are actually the Democrat bootlickers, like the Krasenstein brothers, if you ever see the, those Jewish guys, but they're, like, oddly jacked, but they have these feminine voices. Like, those guys on Twitter, they're super popular. Um, which now Twitter is called X. Man, a lot's changed. Those guys, though, those guys are, like, fucking sucking the Democrat boot hard. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Twitter's X. Elon bought Twitter. I didn't even talk to you about that. I mean, there's there's been a lot of things that have happened. Uh, Ashley Biden, the diary, pretty much confirming it's her diary and having some weird stuff about how she was essentially sexually assaulted by her father, Joe Biden, which is no surprise based on the way that Hunter acts. It's pretty obvious that there was some sort of weird uh, sexual stuff going on in their home. Um... Yeah, so I pretty much got out everything I wanted to talk about. I think that America is on a... Needs a cultural revolution, like Vivek said. I think that we're at a point, we're at a crossroads, and you've probably heard this a million times, but I really, I keep saying, I keep thinking it. We're at a crossroads where we can pick satanic forces, authoritarian, tyrannical, globalist forces... Or we could pick individual freedom, prosperity, liberty, pick God uh, above government. 
which is currently not with what is going on. What's going on is January 6th was a perfect, perfect example. I've stated this a million times that people that live in the United States, citizens see themselves as subjects. They do not see themselves as equal to government officials. Government officials lives are much more important and much more valuable than theirs. It's very obvious. They've made it very obvious. Um, the way that they responded to January 6th. And they said that there was an overthrowing of the government and all this just bullshit. They parroted all this bullshit talking points. But yes, I think we're in a very dark time. And that's, I think, why I felt the need to, to come on here and kind of voice my opinion about that. Uh, what I have to say to everybody is stay hard. That's the best way to explain it. Like, don't let them get you down. Just keep grinding. The weekends, just grind. If, you, if you're looking to, you know, if you're in college or something or you hate your fucking job, go do what I did. So, for example, now I'll talk about my personal life a little bit. So, September 2021, I had my last transmission. What was happening was I just started talking to a girl. I was additionally working 60 hours a week, and I was making the podcast. Also, on top of that... I was studying for CompTIA Security Plus exam. Security Plus is a it's a common computer security uh, certification. It's kind of like an entry level certification. I have a bachelor's degree as well in national security. So it's kind of up my alley. Long story short, my background: I tried to get federal government jobs, then I got rejected. I grew to despise the government as I started to read more and more about it. Uh, realized that we are not following the constitutional principles that are laid out in the Federalist Papers, which Vivek did extol a couple of things when he was talking about government uh, a few different times, that the people should vote for their president, and it doesn't matter if they're convicted or not. And that's literally straight from, like, the Federalist Papers is something that the uh, founders laid that out. Like, the people, what the people want is what they get. And I noticed that. So I'm like, this guy has been doing some reading. That's what I noticed. So he's not as, in my opinion, I mean, maybe, who knows, maybe a focus group person told him to say that, but he seems pretty genuine. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I could be totally fucking off on this shit since I haven't been paying attention. Uh, but there's certain things that he, that he says that you're like, this guy's re been reading or like, he's been looking into some of the older things. He's been reading the constitution. He's been reading the Federalist papers. Um, where was I? So I started talking to a girl in September 2021. I was studying for a security plus exam. I was working for the post office at the time. I was a federal employee, which is another thing I don't think I ever really talked about. Um, yeah, failed the polygraph exams. National security major. I was in the hiring process for the ATF. I was in the hiring process for Customs and Border Protection. Border Patrol, essentially. This was years ago. This was before the podcast even happened. Uh, failed those exams. Started reading. Grew to despise the federal government was always right wing just because of my my upbringing i never like paying taxes because i don't make enough for, for for my money to be taken from me uh and so you know i had my last transmission on the podcast i just didn't have enough time i would love to i would love if there was unlimited time and i couldn't fucking sleep this is what i would do i would do the podcast i would sit here and talk shit to people and i don't care if i fucking 10, 15, I used to tell my friend this when I started the podcast, I don't give a shit if I had fucking 20, 30 listeners, I don't care, it didn't matter, um, 
because those few people that were listening, they were going to get informed. I was going to do the best I could to get the best information, the quickest out to the people. But yeah, so I started studying for that. Took me a few months. Beginning of January. I think it was January 6th, actually. I passed the exam. No, was it January 6th? It could have been January 6th. No, January 4th. I don't know. I think it was like January 12th or some shit. I passed the Security Plus exam. Barely. Barely passed it. <laughs> Skin of my teeth. I applied for jobs probably starting in maybe February or March for months. So I was working for the post office. I did this... By the time I got a job, I was at the post office for about three and a half years. I was grinding. I was walking about 10 hour, ten miles a day, up and down hills. I was fucking burnt out. I think that job took years off my life. I think the same thing with even running the podcast while having the job, because I was doing 60 hours a week. And then on top of that, podcast was maybe another 15 to 20 hours, just because the preparation to the podcast took hours. Um, took about three, four hours. And then doing the podcast itself, and then the edits of the video adding the videos in too took time the edit would take about double the time of the actual me talking into the mic so each podcast probably ran me around like five or six hours something like that if i did three a week it was probably 15 to 20 hours a week podcasting so i just didn't have time simply simply put and it sucks that i had to like fucking leave you know i felt like i I kind of did everything i could but i was like i have to move on with my life because this isn't making me money and now I make double of what I was making at that time when I decided to quit the podcast or to put it on a temporary suspension. So what I did was I met this girl, September 2021. It doesn't, add, it doesn't end as well as you think. Uh, I passed this exam in January, started applying to jobs, February, March. And I end up finally landing. You know, I had some, yeah, we're going to hire you. And then just never hear back from people, which sucked. So I finally got hired um, August of last year. August of last year. So when I left this podcast, it took me from me leaving the podcast. A full year later, I got a job. And now I'm coming on my year anniversary about a week ago. So it took me about a year (laughs) to to get that position. And if I didn't have a bachelor's, I wouldn't have got it to begin with. But it was me studying, and, and I had to get a couple different... I got, like, two two different certs, certifications. Um, So I started at that job. It was an instant 50%, more than a 50% increase from what I was currently getting paid base rate. Post office, you can work overtime, make a couple extra bucks. But still, if I worked a bunch of overtime for the post office, I still wouldn't even hit that number that, I'm, that I was making when I first got initially hired. So I was there, um, working a computer security-related job. And I'm st- I still work for the same company, and I started a year ago, and I just recently got a raise and a promotion uh, two weeks ago. So now I'm like a senior level of what I do, my cybersecurity job, cybersecurity analyst. I'm like a senior level now, and that included about a $20,000 raise from what I was making initially when I got hired. So now at this point, like I said, I make like double of what I was making base rate working at the post office. So... It was like a risk-reward, you know? I mean, it was either I stick with this podcast that I was was already doing for a year and hasn't made me any money, um, which, like I said, I don't do it for the money, but at some point, I would have to you know, move on with my life or make money 
I have to make money somehow to make this possible. I was putting tons of money in crypto, Bitcoin. I got wrecked on that really, really, really bad. And just like everybody else, I did not sell the top, even though I should have sold the top. Just like everybody else, I did not sell the top. Uh, and that was actually going to try to fund my life. My big plans were, I would have this podcast, and I would call it like the Liberty... Oh, man, I had a good name. It was like the Liberty Loft or something. And I'd have a building where I sold guns. I'd get a firearms ID, like seller's license federally. And then I would do this podcast as well. And my hope was that crypto would make me rich. And then I could start this business. And then do this podcast on the side for fun. Talk about politics. Then eventually just keep throwing money into advertising. But, you know, Facebook and Twitter fucking screwed me on that. Big time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm doing semi-better. I mean, I broke up with a girl uh, January of 2022, at the very end of January. So I went out with her for about a year, two, three months. Didn't go well. It was good in the beginning. Got worse as time went on. So had to actually break that apart, which was new for me because I'm not very experienced with relationships. Um, but, yeah. I'm glad that I'm no longer no longer in that. So, yeah, there was a lot of change going on with my life when I sent out that initial podcast or that, that very last transmission. And I was getting messages and I just, I don't think I really responded to anybody and I kind of apologize for that. I probably should have considering you people, I wanted to be honest, but it was also weird because I had that girl in my in my ear the whole time telling me not to say any not to do any of this because you know you got to make sure your identity and worry about getting fired from your job and all this other shit and not getting not getting hired somewhere else that was like a big deal you know because in the corporate world you can't speak the way that I just spoke for the last 50 minutes and get away with it and if if this was found this would be a big deal and I would lose my job and all this and honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to go super, super viral. But honestly, if I went super viral, then I probably would have a job lined up in court in some sort of like right wing corporate media structure or somewhere. Somebody would have a job for me somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate people that reached out to me, people that asked me questions. Um, I kept telling them I'd be back eventually. So, I mean, I am. I guess I'm back eventually. Maybe I will come on here occasionally when I feel like really just uh ranting i feel like i need some sort of forum or some sort of a uh, place to vent i hate saying vent it sounds like some fucking chick would say but just if i want to talk shit <clears throat> and honestly this is it this is the honest forum here so i think thank you all for tuning in thank you for hanging out if you want to you know dm me you can dm me at the federalist files at gmail.com you know tell me about like what's been going on in your life that'd be cool i'm gonna have a conversation with a couple listeners or followers you know i don't have a lot of them so i'm sure i have a lot of time to uh to talk shit back and forth so i appreciate you all for tuning in i appreciate you all for hanging around and staying subscribed if you get to listen to this and I guess I'll talk to you next time. Next time there's a major event. Next time I'm fucking pissed off about something, I'll log back on. Thank you.